Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Frank Pizor. So without further ado, here he is. Well, today I want to just briefly share with you before we break up into our discussion part about thanking God for other people. It's in a sense the sermon title is I Thank God for You. Now, how many of you as parents enjoy when your children whine? Anybody? Isn't that fun? Why can't I have that? He has one. I mean, I just, it's, it's, uh, it's not a favorite pastime of mine. Uh, the only thing that I can come up with is do you want a little cheese with that wine? But uh, little kids don't understand that. And obviously as adults, you guys are just getting it now. But whining is a difficult thing to bear as a parent. But when I reflect upon my own life in relationship to God as my father, I realize that I probably whine more than some of the younger kids in my family might actually whine. And as I struggle through the things that I go through with, and I complain to God and I say, God, why this? Or God, why that? Or why don't we have this? Or can I have this? It always seems for some strange reason when I'm whining about something that I'll come across somebody whose experience is much worse than me. And what I begin to feel is a sense of shame and guilt as to the realization that I have it so good that how can I really complain about the things that I'm actually complaining about? Well, when Paul writes Philippians, it's a very interesting and strange letter because He's sitting in prison. Now, it might not be the type of prison that you think is a deep and dark dungeon where he's surrounded by rats and stuff like that. It's kind of house prison. But any form of prison is not something that you really are going to enjoy. In fact, probably what is happening is Paul is surrounded by Roman guards 24-7. He may even be chained to one of them 24-7, which is not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to sleep. It's not easy to sleep. It's not easy to go to the bathroom. All of those things are very uncomfortable. And yet when you read the letter of Philippians, it's a letter of joy. Paul's almost like saying, this is great. I love this. This is awesome. Now when you think of that, you go, well, he's got to be loony. He's got to be loony to be sitting in prison and saying that he actually is rejoicing about all of these things. But Paul's rejoicing isn't a rejoicing just because he has to. It's a rejoicing because God is doing something with the gospel. So that later on in chapter 1, Paul can say, you know what, I really don't care if people criticize me. They can say that I'm in it for the money. They can say that God's not really with me. I don't care as long as they are preaching the gospel. I'm happy. I'm filled with joy. I'm satisfied. I'm thankful. That's kind of the context because... What has happened is the Philippians, recognizing where Paul is, have sent him a gift. And this is what he says. Let me read it again. I thank my God every time I remember you. Now, the idea is that Paul remembers them pretty frequently. It's not like he's going, well, you know, oh, well, the Philippians, I haven't thought about them in five years. Well, thank you, Lord. And then he doesn't think about them for another five years. No, he's thinking about them. Because there is a relationship between Paul and the Philippians. 
This letter is a response to the gift that they've actually given to him. But he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul gives a little bit different perspective on his thankfulness. His gratitude exists not because they went to church together. It's not like he can say, hey, you know what? I remember those days. They were great. It was cool. You know, we cast that demon out of that one girl. It was really neat. It was, it was fun being in prison and in the stocks and praising God and seeing God work. And the Philippian jailer got saved. It was great seeing the church happen. Those were all great things. He's thankful for that. But he's taken his thankfulness a step further. And he said, even to this day, from the beginning until now, I thank God for you because you continue to participate with me in spreading the gospel. Now, why is that important? When I was uh, first dating and ultimately got married with my wife, Hannah, she used to play piano for a church. And uh, the pastor was a good man, but he had a policy about thanking people for their ministry. And his policy was pretty simple. I'm not going to thank you for your ministry. And the reason I'm not going to thank you is because you're serving the Lord. And when you serve the Lord, the only one whom you should be looking for thanks from is God. So I'm not going to thank you because I don't want to take his place. That minimizes what's actually happening in the partnership of the gospel. Notice what Paul does. He says, I thank my God for you. It's important that we thank those people who are partnering with us in the gospel for spreading the gospel all around. I think of a few people I'd like to thank when I think about this. I'm grateful for my wife. The thing I like about my wife is we do premarital counseling together, and she expands the perspective of what it means to be in a relationship, a married relationship with another couple. I mean, I can do premarital counseling by myself, but when I do it, you get one perspective, mine which isn't always the right perspective. 95% of the time, yes, but there is that... No, I'm just kidding. But it gives you another perspective. And when you're sitting across from a couple and they get to see how a couple interacts, then they begin to understand that marriage just doesn't happen, but there are things that go into it. And I'm thankful for her because in doing this, we partner together in spreading the gospel to people who are going to be married and will be living as salt and light and allowing other people to see that. So I am thankful that I am married, and I am thankful for my wife, but I am thankful that we get to partner together to spread the gospel. I'm also thankful for Jacob Lee. Jacob, you want to stand for a minute so everybody can see you? All right, thank you. Jacob, as you might know or might not know, is a very good softball player. And I am thankful to play on teams with him for the last few years. When he hits the ball in fair territory, when I say, he can turn a single into a double. It's fun to see him race around the base pass. Now, you have to understand, if him and I were in a race, it's like the uh, hare and the tortoise. You know what I mean? I am slow. He is fast. It's not even funny. 
I fun, it's fun to watch him play the outfield because when he's in the outfield, he just gets balls that no one else could get. And he has an arm that is like a cannon that is accurate. And it's really fun to see him throw people out. And then for the rest of the game, people are afraid to run on him because he throws so well. That's fun to watch. I am thankful to play with him, but I am thankful to play softball with him as we spread the gospel because this year he's the only guy who said, I will go with you on this team that is not good because these guys don't go to church and we want to spread the gospel with him. I am thankful for his partnership in the gospel in that. See the difference? It's good to be thankful for people. And Paul isn't saying, you know, don't, or Paul isn't saying be spiritualizing your thankfulness like someone opens the door for you and you go, I am thankful that you opened the door for me so that I might walk in here and worship God more freely. Which you might be thankful, but I don't want to over-spiritualize it. What Paul is doing is adding substance to his thankfulness. He's not just saying thank you for the gift. Appreciate the money. I love it. Even though it's not Pastor's Appreciation Month, everything's cool. No, what he's saying is, you know what, when you give me that gift... And I realize how much I think of you. It reminds me of how great it is to be family with you and partnering in the gospel with you. Because when we work together, there's so many more people to be reaching out to in the end. So Paul says, I thank my God every time I remember you. Because he goes on to say, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. There's a substance there. There's an eternal substance. He's saying there's something bigger and grander than our daily lives and the things that we are thankful for. Yes, we should be thankful for the food we eat, for the homes that we live in and the cars that we drive and the jobs that we have and the friends that we have. But Paul adds substance to it by saying that all of these things are great, But even greater is when we work together and partnership in spreading the love of Christ worldwide, the place that we are in right now. Sure, my circumstances are not the best. But this gift that you have given me warms my heart and brings joy. Now, let me finish with this. The question that we're going to leave for you today as you get into your time to talk. One of the things that I would really encourage you to do is to tell some stories about people that you're thankful for. So I don't want you to just go, well, I thank God for my parents and then leave it at that. But say, I thank God for my parents because of this in the way in which they eternally shaped me. So the question is this. I don't know if we got it up there, if we can put it up there, but it's very simple. What I want you to do is who is one person you thank God for And why? And let me finish with this. And I know that I've shared this before, but one of my favorite people in the gospel, not the gospels, is a man named Mike Ryan. Mike Ryan uh, was a police officer, Chicago police officer. He worked on the tech teams. Uh, He was a strange bird, kind of like an officer friendly uh, who looks like Jesus over there in the corner. But I appreciate him because one day in a gym, he came up to me and he said, Frank, do you know if you're going to heaven? And I said, with confidence, I sure hope so. I'm a good guy. He was like, yeah, that don't work. Brought me to a Bible study 
and began to show me that it's not about being good. It's about being in Christ. Mike was really good because it ended up that Mike was the guy who talked me into going to Moody Bible Institute, which led me to a place that I ended up in ministry. But the cool thing through all those years, through those years, Mike would always be someone who was God sent. I remember one time we sat down in a Bible study and he started telling me about the Holy Spirit. And I was just laughing through the whole thing. I think he was like, what is wrong with this guy? But he didn't understand the Toronto blessing. But I was laughing through this whole, that was just inside joke for all of you, which probably nobody knows. But I'm laughing through all of this, and he, he stuck with me. In fact, one time when I was feeling like, you know what, this following Jesus stuff just doesn't make sense to me, and I said, God, please, can you bring Mike into my life so that I can have someone to talk to? And then I went with a group of friends, and we were hanging out on this one block that we never hang out on with people that we really didn't know, and guess who walked down the street? Mike Ryan. That was the craziest experience that I've ever had to see someone that I asked to see, and then God actually brought him there. Why? Why do I thank God for Mike Ryan? Because Mike Ryan was the person who helped me to see Jesus. And the partnership that we developed, though now ended because I haven't seen him in years, exists. And I, every time I remember him, I thank God for him and the courage that he had to approach me and talk to me about Jesus. Those are the stories that I want you to share. Those are the kind of things that as you're sitting there and you're sitting with a group of people, to just sit down and say, you know what, I thank God for these people, and here's why, and here's what happened, and here's how it changed my life. Here's how it made me a different person as I followed Jesus today. Sound good? All right, let me pray for us, and then we're going to give you about a half hour to uh, be able to go through that. It might, I might cut it a little bit short because I notice some tables are sparse. Um, like Paul's, you might have to get you move over here somewhere. But we'll figure out something, okay? So let's pray. I'll move around, shift some things, but begin at least sharing after I'm done praying. Our Father in heaven, uh, we are grateful just for your goodness and for the people that you have put into our lives who have shown us Jesus. Father, let's not just give thanks to you now for them, Let's also be willing to go on our way, to make a phone call, send an email, drop a text message, whatever, and just say thank you to those people who've been so good to us through your grace in helping us in our partnership in the gospel. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I will say 20 to 30 minutes based on the size of the tables and the shifting that we're going to do in the next few minutes. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.